0: Welcome to The New Chemist. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Here on The New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as careers, community, research, and COVID-19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest today is Akeen Ojamakinde. Thanks for joining me today. It is good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Akeen Ojemakindu is a 24-year-old who was raised in Albany, Georgia. He is the son of Abiy Dunn, a Nigerian immigrant, and Joyce Seen, an African-American. After graduating at the top of his class at Lee County High School in 2014, Akeen became a Georgia Tech Stamps President Scholar at Georgia Tech, where he majored in biology and fulfilled his pre-med requirements. After graduating with highest honors from Georgia Tech in 2018, Akeen began medical school at Emory University School of Medicine, and he is currently finishing up his third year there. He aspires to be an orthopedic surgeon and a clinical researcher. When he's not in the hospital, Akeen enjoys eating Korean barbecue with friends, watching anime, and playing soccer. Please welcome Akeen. Hey Akeen, it's good to see you. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, David. Yeah, Good no problem. Here. No problem. No problem. So uh, as we begin, I would like to ask, what have been your longstanding interests in the field of science?
1: Well, um, I guess since since high school, since ninth grade, I knew that I wanted to either do research or uh, go into more of the clinical side of science and do medicine and become a doctor and I think like uh, just through my experiences with in the ER and uh,
0: doing a little bit of
1: research while at Georgia Tech um, mm-hmm. I think I've decided to lean further in towards the clinical aspect and uh, mm-hmm. go to med school and try to become a, a surgeon at this point but I think I am I don't want to let go of uh, the research element so I think I, long-term my long-standing goals like the become an orthopedic surgeon okay, uh, and then spend a little bit of time as well delving into some, some of the clinical research as well. So.
0: Okay, so just continue on that same line. What type of clinical research would you be involved in in terms of the scope of orthopedic surgery? What type of clinical research would you be involved in?
1: Uh, I guess I could do some, uh, some pr- prospective and retrospective uh, studies uh, okay. right now. I, I can tell you what I'm doing right now. As a matter of fact, uh, right yeah, now I'm working sure. on a, um, alongside some other medical students and a uh, resident. Right now we're working on a a project involved around tibia plateau fractures,
0: okay. where,
1: um, like a ballistic tibial plateau fracture. right? if you're shot in the knee area and like you cause a fracture at the top of your tibia where it, that like, kind of articulates with your, your femur. Oh, femur. Yeah, the femur and patella, yeah. yeah. And um, usually they do that, if they do an operation that's like two stages sometimes, just to like uh, increase the, the joint space and allow swelling to happen before they go in and do like final fixation. But uh, we think that in some situations that's unnecessary. And you can just go in for final fixation and go in and do one procedure and um, uh, correct the, the fracture. And so we're just going through a bunch of, of uh, previous cases that we've already done and seeing, hey, how many of these have we, did we just do one procedure versus how many of these Do we have to do two or three? And what are the outcomes like? And we're just comparing those to see like, should we voice and um, emphasize that we suggest there should be a change in the protocol and stuff like that? Yeah, think along okay. that line.
0: Yeah, dude, that yeah. sounds interesting, very interesting. It sounds like a comparative study. Uh, but I, I, from what I've heard, it seems like science is definitely a passion of yours. And, um, I come, I've come to understand that finding your passion is definitely tied and correlated to you reaching your end goals and desired outcomes. So along that line, um, how do you maintain view of the bigger picture in your career and in your life in general, especially when you face obstacles and challenges, um, either in academia or outside of academia? how do you maintain view of the bigger picture hmm
1: i think it's a good question i think a really good way to maintain that view is to uh, dedicate time to to, to sit back sit back and uh, ask yourself where am i now where have i been in the past and where do i want to go in the future I guess. Mm-hmm. and then amongst asking those questions is thinking about why? Why do I want to? Why have I done what I've done in the past, and why do I want to continue along this path, and where do I want to go in the future? So I feel like reflecting and and thinking about stuff like that, and just um I guess talking to mentors and talking to friends and like mm-hmm. getting advice from them and getting hearing their perspective about like how you've succeeded in the past and what they think. Um, they, where they envision you going in the future because sometimes you'll be surprised like they might have completely other um viewpoints and ideas and uh perspectives than you and they, that might influence your bigger picture because like yeah yeah
0: okay yeah dude that's good yeah it's definitely important to think of where you have been where you are now and where you will go i think that adds perspective to your goal setting and allows you to appreciate the things that you've already achieved. So but, I, in terms of your progress thus far, how have you been adaptive and creative in the field of science? Hmm, I think,
1: yeah, the vast majority of my, my impact so far would definitely have to be in the, the research uh, aspect. I mean, that's right. also where my creative juices flow the most, I guess.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh, good, that's good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, really, I like um, my uh, my undergrad research was with uh, C. elegans. I think to categorize, categorize the lab I was with, I guess you could say was like evolutionary genetics. Okay. We we're working with uh, C. elegans. And he's okay. doing a, another like comparative study like against two different strains to see which one would outcompete the other for, okay. for resources and food and so. That was a lot of fun. We had to come up with a lot of creative ways to, to like analyze and like just maintain the study. It was it was a lot of fun. That's good. But, yeah. In the future, I hope to make more impacts with with patients and uh, my future patients and my 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 clinical stuff that I'm trying to develop by being in medical medical school and pursuing this uh, this M.D.
0: That's good. So I have a question along the lines. You talk a lot about research and I know you enjoy both research and medicine. So how did you choose between going the full research, full fledged research and going between medicine or you decided you're going to do half and half? How did you choose? Instead of pursuing a graduate degree over a medical degree. Uh-huh. How did you good, choose? Question, good
1: question. Um, exposure. You have to get exposure. You don't oh, yeah. know what it's like until oh, until yeah. you're doing it, right? So, yeah, that's true. You- that's true. Yeah, yeah. I deliberately uh, joined the, the lab I was just talking about at Georgia Tech when I was there, and I think during my third year of college, I picked up a part-time job uh, being the medical scribe in the emergency department. Oh yeah,
0: department. yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So that wasn't too bad. It was just like maybe two or two or three like ten-hour shifts per month or something like that. The requirements were minimal. I was with uh, Scribe America at. Um, Atlanta Medical Center. So oh, yeah. That's how I got the most, the vast majority of my uh, clinical experience. And I, I really enjoy like talking to patients and just like, um, I, really, I think of, of medicine being the, like a really fun application of the science and the research that people are, are doing at the lab. So like oh, yeah. the, the, the foundation would be the research that I was doing in the lab with the CLS mm-hmm. and like the application of that ultimately would be medicine, using the knowledge that we gain in research to help people. And I think I really wanna be using the majority of my time applying the knowledge rather than curating and developing the knowledge, if that makes sense. To
0: me. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause you know, one of the things I, cause not, you know, I'm in grad school. So one of the things that stands out to me is, and I've, I've learned this over time, is that many times uh, fundamental research, like research with either simple organisms or unicellular organisms, prokaryotes, even though people tend, people tend to, I know a number of people who prefer to work with mammalian cells or prefer to work with human body research, but even prokaryotic research to give you insights that you could apply in other areas. The fundamental research Ooh. does help. Uh, in fact, the research that I'm involved in was, um, we did, we're looking at the communication between bacteria and how we can inhibit that communication to ultimately, uh, understand the communication better, um, affect that communication, and then lead to potential therapies or antibiotics, not antibiotics, but drug analogs and stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely a good, it's definitely good to look at fundamental research. So you're at Emory, you started off at Georgia Tech, now you're at Emory. How -hmm. have you sought or found the right environment for you to thrive scientifically and intellectually? Hmm. How did you find think, it? Uh, why did you choose Georgia Tech? Why did you choose Emory? If you change the question around, why did you choose Emory?
1: Uh, I chose Emory because I think unlike other programs, they have uh, dedicated time both in the curriculum for research. Like I think at other schools, you have to create your own time. Like maybe you have like going on weekends or do other stuff. But like we have this, this five month period up to five months it can be three or four months or five months but up to five months period within our fourth year curriculum that's called um discovery where we are paired up with a mentor and we uh do a project and like from start to finish and just we're doing nothing but that and I, sure? I really yeah yeah oh wow, dude that sounds
0: knew. that sounds like a dream man huh? that sounds like yeah. a dream dude, to so work a- i really like that like i
1: knew whatever I, whatever school i wanted to go to i wanted do some research do something um along those lines and like emory was one of the only programs that like had something like that built into the curriculum Like i didn't have to go out of my way or spend extra time or anything like that so that was a major selling point for me personally wow
0: dude that sounds that sounds good that sounds really good you know i volunteered at one of the cancer clinics at emory winship cancer clinic yeah okay yeah dude so emory is definitely a good school um so what about georgia tech why did you choose georgia tech i know everyone has their own personal reason for why they <laughs> choose uh georgia tech but why did you choose it i uh,
1: that was multi-fold so i guess one reason was that i'm a georgia boy I've been in georgia my whole life okay
0: so, okay my okay. senior
1: year of high school i uh i only applied to two schools actually i applied to uga and i applied to georgia tech and uh having applied early what they call
0: Early action,
1: yeah. I was um, I was automatically in the pool to be considered for uh, one of their scholarships, the president, the Georgia Tech uh, president scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I ended up interviewing for that, and uh, they gave me um, a full ride, and so that was really really strong reason why I went. Because I mean, financial burden can be pretty high going to college, and you know? oh yeah, oh
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: so that yeah. having that relief really was really good, and also. The reason I, another reason why I applied to Georgia Tech, is because I knew it had a strong reputation of being rigorous and challenging, and like showing, pushing you to your limit, showing you who you really are and what you're capable of. And Mm -hmm. having not really had that in in uh, high school and before, I was really curious about being challenged and being being shown what I was really capable of. And so, yeah, those those two things combined, Georgia Tech all the way, no regrets.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, you know, even though I'll say many things on this point, you know, challenges and adversity may promote more self-awareness and that tends, many people that that tends to be the case. You become more self-aware as you face challenges. Um, and at the same time, you know, so even for the, the portion of time that I spent in Georgia Tech, I don't regret it at all because of the exposure I had to facu- diverse faculty, the exposure I had to good research and all of those other areas. Yeah, man, I don't regret it at all. So it's been, it's definitely, a, again, a good school. Um, So in terms of research or medicine or personal life, what have been your most effective and impactful ideas to date? What hmm. would you say has been the most effective? What works best for you as a medical student? And I take it during your, what, third year?
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: you av- you're close to the finish line. Yeah. You're close, yeah, sure. close. So. are Yeah. 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 So what has been working and why has it been working? As I your guess, strategy um, or time management, what has been working?
1: For me, always personally is, um, uh, making time for, for what's important to me. Okay. Like, There's the amount of material that we have to cover, the amount of stuff you have to know and, and do is, it's a lot, but, uh, You have to pick and choose what's important to you. Like, if I wanted wanted to, I could spend all day studying, all day preparing for my next exam, all day preparing for my next uh, day in the clinic. Or I could do a reasonable amount that would adequately prepare me to a a fair extent and then spend the rest of my day talking to my friends, talking to my family, Mm
0: -hmm. doing this
1: interview right now, you know? Yeah,
0: do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: balance is key balance is key yeah I think like
0: just making yeah.
1: making the proper amount of time and proper allocation to what i think is important rather than doing what i think i should be doing you know
0: yeah that's true yeah that's very important balances and along that same line how do you maintain your balanced life is it just your prioritization or how have you been maintaining balance in your life given all your responsibilities as a medical student and all your accomplishments as a student and a pre- former presidential scholar at Georgia Tech, all those things. How have you maintained balance? So
1: there are three things, three ways. One, I like to get my my work done early, like before I, before I do anything else, I get my work done. I like to work hard and play hard. So like in order okay. for me to play the hardest, I like to, to work pretty hard and get stuff done out of the way. And then once that's done, I uh, dedicate time to myself, and what I my by that is I like to go on these walks. I think like almost every day I like put in my my AirPods and like walk around my neighborhood for about an hour, like either listening to music, listening to a podcast, or just thinking and enjoying the join nature. Like I like to have personal time to reflect and like gather my thoughts and just uh, be with myself. And then thirdly, I enjoy. Talking to my friends and family, mm-hmm. they 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 give me energy. They motivate me. They they push me to to work to work even harder. Cause like I'm not in this for myself. I'm in this for them too. Like my actions and my
0: the way every time I walk
1: outside of the door of my homes, I'm not only representing myself. I'm representing them.
0: Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I could say I can. I could say a good bit of stuff on that. Um. Yeah. You know, we are representations of those who have helped us and our family members so you gotta carry yourself with pride and respect yeah so and you know i think mindset is also very important you know how you think the concepts you allow to remain in your mind or how you frame your day principles all those things are important because when you have wrong ones they may promote uh, wrong lifestyles or if you have ones that don't complement to you they may negatively impact you as time progresses so yeah yeah definitely so in terms of academics how have you been so successful as a student what has been um the things, the resources you use i've heard people talk about sketchy and all those other things yeah so and i've heard of notion i don't know if you've heard of notion um it's like yeah but um pickmonic uh, what What has been your resources that you use? Your go to for studying. Your go to for academic success. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, first and foremost, I would have to have to mention this um this this uh software called Anki.
0: Yeah, I've heard of a- that.
1: Yeah, A N K I. Um, it's like a wait, spaced repetition. Is like the like, I guess the educational tool and, and, and frame that would they use where like you it's, it's basically flashcards on your computer but like uh you don't have to do every single flash card every day they like space it out so that like it maximizes retention and memorization. I've been using that for almost uh almost two years now. I didn't use it in the beginning but like it's really helped me uh, retain information and just uh be most efficient in my studying. Okay. Uh, like you said um is also great. Those little cartoons that help you memorize all the drugs and all the um, different microbes. That's, I still have those pictures in my, in my memory, in my mind. And uh, yeah, that's good. It's a really good tool. Those are the best ones, I think. If you okay. if you use those too, you you'll be set.
0: Yeah, that's good. So um, even amidst a pandemic, how have you maintained vision and teamwork in your environment? Mm. I mean, my
1: vision, I don't think, personally, coronavirus hasn't uh, changed my vision, if anything, it's uh, strengthened me, because I think uh, wow. this pandemic has um, shown a lot of the weaknesses within our healthcare infrastructure, like, the, the vulnerable groups that are most susceptible to this uh, disease, like, are, um, it's, it's, it's shown them to light. I mean, usually they, they look like me, they look like you, they're, they're African-American, and they're, mm-hmm. Um, not getting the, the resources that they, norm, that they, that they should. And um, I think it's been more encouraging to me that I've been um, not just strive to work in an environment that I'm especially helping them, especially helping my people and uh, helping them mm-hmm. get the stuff that they otherwise wouldn't. Uh, so it's, it's been motivational honestly, okay. to see the hardships that people are going through. Um, and uh, it's
0: a good perspective
1: yeah, it's, it's, me and, uh, I guess, what was the other part of the question?
0: Um, how have you maintained teamwork?
1: Oh, maintain teamwork. Ah, I, have, I'm fortunate to be surrounded by great friends that are just what happens yeah. to be my, uh, my classmates. And so like, right. we, we, um, we encourage each other. We're, we're, we're competitive. We're encouraging. We, uh, mm-hmm. study together. We're just, motivational and just being provided by like-minded people that are like mm-hmm. also striving towards the same goal of you that's yeah. also
0: inspirational yeah dude the environment does play a large role yeah it plays a large role in academic success and the people you hang around can influence how well you do um yeah dude you know i was reading this book um on resilience uh by frederick Flackey, he's a former psychiatrist i'm not sure if he's still alive and one of the things he mentioned was you know Having a perspective on life that offers a vital evolving philosophy within which we can interpret all that we experience and from which we can discover some measure of personal meaning is a feature of resilience. And I think, you know, this pandemic has allowed a lot of people to show how resilient they can be even in this challenging time. Um, So, you know, it has allowed some people to grow, stretch and learn new things, start new activity, extracurricular activities. For example a number of people have started podcasting so yeah yeah dude it's definitely it for some people it's benefited them um so let's be even more specific why did you choose biology as a field to major in why mm-hmm. did you choose bio why not chem what's, what's up with that <laughs> why not chemistry <laughs>
1: chemistry is great and all but um I think my love for biology started in ninth grade when I was okay. really, this really cool um, biology teacher. And uh, she was just, if you, if, you, if you ask her anything and she'll answer it. And like she was a pilot, she got struck by lightning. She was just like an overall cool person. And I think like she just, okay. that's where the interest started. I guess like um, since then um i I just i don't know i just i just it was just interesting
0: i fell in love with it it was was, it's good that's good That sounds really good so uh this is going to be like a classic med school interview question from my understanding of what medical interviews may be Um, Uh why did you choose medicine as a field to do your doctoral studies in why medicine what was it the patient care aspect was it the translational version of science or translational research opportunities, what drew you to medicine?
1: My, my uncle uh, kind of got me interested in medicine specifically. Like I knew for a while science, and I knew for a while biology, but then when my uncle, who's a pathologist, uh, moved to America and had to study for like the, the step, the board exams, he kind of, um, pulled me in and like got me to help him study by like kind of being a standardized patient and like having me read some of the cases he had to to know and I just thought it was like I was saying earlier I really like the, the application of the the sciences the using what I know for other people's benefits and making an impact in, in their lives but also doing something that I love like it'd be easy for me to do something that only brings me joy but having doing something that can bring me joy and also impact others that i think that's that's highly appealing
0: yeah i agree so um as we conclude um do you have any advice to those wanting to pursue the field you're currently studying in what advice would you give someone who's pre-med
1: uh one one bit of advice i would say is uh definitely Reach out to your pre-med or academic advisors. Mm-hmm. Definitely reach out to people who have um, who have gone before you because I mean, you're not the first person doing this, and you most likely won't be the last. Like nothing, mm-hmm. there are very few things on the sun that are new. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. There's there's a, an easy way and there's a hard way to do it. So definitely talk to people who have done things before and and see what they think about. Uh, what to do and definitely talk to more than one person that's for sure mm-hmm. and, um, uh, what else do I say I'd say uh-huh. put yourself try try different things and put yourself in uh, different environments don't you don't mm-hmm. have to necessarily do what everybody else is doing do what makes you happy because a lot of the times like mm-hmm. as long as you show passion and interest that's what a lot of people are, are looking for in those applications and what they ask about in the interviews And uh, feel free to reach out to me I'm always well, not always, I'm, I'm kind of busy these days being in medical school, but I, I respond fairly quickly to emails and stuff. So um, I'm, feel free to email me and I'm sure David can give you all my, my content information and I want to help.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, I completely agree with what you said. Um, you know, it's good to have, not just get advice from one person, but, you know, get advice from a number of people and try and try out different things, you know, I think for a number of people, I know for me personally, sometimes you are, because you're so focused on one thing, you have to evaluate, why am I pursuing this one thing? If I want to make a difference in the lives of other people, um, do I have to do just that one thing or can I do something else, you know? Do I have no. to pursue medicine or when it's possible, I could pursue graduate school, you know? So I think it's just, Dependent. You have to find out what you really enjoy and what makes you happy. So what has been some of the most beneficial advice you have received? What, what good advice did you get that's been keeping you through med school, up and down, through Georgia Tech, to now? What has been some beneficial advice? What has been, what has been some, some sentiment? What, what what's, what's kept you? What's the good advice that you've gotten from family, from friends, from any religious setting?
1: Hmm. I think um some really good advice that I heard was um when i was I think early I was trying to like do as many things as I could just to like put them on my c v put them on my resume, just like have this long list of stuff, and uh somebody was telling me that like that that wasn't the right way to go about things like having quality uh, projects and quality yeah. um, endeavors were much more valuable than quantity. Like I could have like a hundred unique things on my resume that I'm not passionate about, that, that would not be better than having 10 things on my resume that I could um, really show my interest in and really talk a lot about it and be passionate about and. and then, that would make me happy. So, like, I think it, there are a lot of times where, like, people try to do a lot of things because they think they should do it and because it looks nice, but sticking to your, your value and doing things that really interest you, even if it's only two or three, that's much more, much more better much, better,
0: much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, you know. um, You have to, like, again, one of the things, I'm not trying to make this uh very religious, but... One of the things that even in religious settings, one of the things the question one of the questions that they raise many times is you have to evaluate what's in you, you know? What do you want to do? What are your motivations, what are your intrinsic desires associated with the actions that you take on a day-to-day basis? So yeah, man, it's not just about filling up the C V because yeah, you can get oh. into you can get into this habit or this pattern of I need as much things on my C V because I want to get to this destination, but if you do one or two and you do them really well, they may help you just as well, just as good uh, to the same extent as the 10 that you may have done half heartedly So yeah, man, I completely agree. But Akeen, it's good to have you on. I'm thankful that you were able to join me today. Um, any last words before we conclude?
1: No, uh, no, I just, I really appreciate the time um, to come on the podcast and talk to you and talk to your viewers. Uh,
0: thanks for listening we're glad you were able to tune into this podcast once again this is the new chemist where we discuss chemistry which simply put is the science of change as well as the other sciences careers community research and COVID-19 thanks again for listening note the views on this podcast represent those of my guests and I